yo, yo, it's myself, Mr. B, and you're listening to the R-O-T-P-O-D, Rolling Off Track Podcast, and I'm here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Another episode for you guys, it's like three in a week right now, and we're getting on a roll, going on a roll right now. There's a lot of things that happened over the weekend, over the past week as well. Uh, a lot of people talking on social media, uh, giving a, giving their thoughts and just everything that's on their mind, some good, some bad, some that don't need to be put out there but you know there's all, all types of people out there with what's happened with with uh chester everybody knows chester bennington from lincoln park with that and just um just a guest that wanted to come on the rot pod he's he's taking care of uh suicide prevention he's 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 into that so he he wanted to come on the the rot pod let me introduce the the, the first paul he he's, he's not into suicide prevention but he's the friend that got the other paul on paul paul anderson how you go how you doing buddy I'm doing all right. Cool, cool. And um, you wanted um, you have a friend that that contacted you, or you contacted him, and you're just um, everything that's happened over the past week. You just wanted to bring him on and give a little insight on on actually what he does and what he's doing to help people. And uh, this, uh, yeah, for this episode, it's going to be a, a big discussion, and everybody's going to be getting on it. So I can't really say everything at the beginning as a as a good intro. So we'll just get on with it. Um, so we got a uh, Paul Noise. Am I saying it right? That is correct. Thank you very much. You're one of the few people who get it right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, and we got Paul Noise, and he's on the episode this 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 episode. Uh, and as usual, we have a uh, co-host uh, Tim. How's it going, Tim? What up, guys? And Jill. We got Jill. How you doing, Jill? Very good. How are you? Very good. All right. So, yeah, let's just get into it. One of the uh, questions from the listeners is. So, Paul, we'll, we'll we'll start off with a question, and then we'll just go on from there. And if you have any um, stuff you want to you want to talk about and elaborate on, just uh, go right ahead. This past week, everybody's looking for information, uh, maybe something they're not looking for, and maybe some of the things you'll be able to say that will that will help them out, and maybe in turn help somebody out. So, first question, just to get everything started: um, How suicide is on the rise, and it's becoming almost the norm. Yes. I'm- Fortunately, uh, that is true. We've seen a big uh, increase, it seems, uh, over the last few years. And one of the things that does bring it out is when uh, there's a celebrity death, uh, like with Chester. And, uh, you know, a few years back with Robin Williams, that was one of the big ones that first got it started. It, well, it's a terrible thing, but it, it's good that it's getting the conversation going because there's so much stigma uh, around suicide and suicide loss that... Uh, it's been kind of hard to get the conversation going, you know. Yeah. People don't want to. People don't want to talk about it, and uh, unfortunately, people haven't wanted to hear about it. But now they're having their their friends, their children, um, and their their favorite celebrities uh, dying by suicide. That uh, it can't it can't be ignored anymore. We have to we have to talk about it. We have to try to do something to uh, to stem the tide, so to speak. Yeah, and like this question says, like it's on the rise, and just what you mentioned that you you're seeing it. Also, you want to uh, let the listeners know uh, what 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 you what exactly you do. Uh, yes, well, I got involved in suicide uh, prevention because I've lost two of my friends. Uh, one of them was my brother-in-law, and the other one was my very best friend uh, from childhood. And uh, through that, I got a, actually got involved at first in the American Foundation. Uh, for suicide preventions, uh, out of the darkness walks, uh, which is a yearly fundraising walk that uh, 
AFSP puts on um, in different communities at different times all through like the summer and the fall. And I also got involved in doing the uh, found AFSP's uh, Survivor Day, which is uh, one day a year when uh, the AFSP puts out a documentary. And what I do is I rent a local hall and we show the documentary and I have a couple of special guests, maybe some survivors that are that are a few years out and they're lost to talk about how they've done some self-care and how, how they've overcome depression themselves uh, in dealing with the loss and the things that they do that uh, that helps them to heal. Yeah, so, and uh, as well, I mean, I don't want to take up all the time here, but I also, through that, I met some people that, uh, from NAMI, New Hampshire, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and um, actually had one of the people from there train us on how to do uh, a support group. Because one of the feedbacks that we got from our Survivor Day is, hey, we, we want to have a support group. We need one really badly. So in our local area in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, me and a, another woman um, put together a group, put it out there. And we regularly have about six to ten people uh, come and join us. So our biggest night was 14 people. So, And we're getting new requests all the time. So this is, this is not something that's going to be going away soon, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people, and, and the like I say, the uh, on one hand, I hate that they have to contact us uh, and call us because they've lost somebody, but on the other hand, I'm glad that they are reaching out uh, to get some healing instead of keeping it bottled up inside uh, where the pain just uh, continues to grow and, and gets, them all, gets them depressed and gets them having uh, suicidal ideation, you know, thinking about it. Yeah, a lot of people bottled it up, and uh, they're too um, embarrassed to come out with stuff. Exactly, especially men. I'm actually one of the only guys that's there uh, every month. We do it once a month, and uh, we occasionally do have some men that come, but only only a couple, you know. And uh, I think the wives usually drag them out to the to the survivor day to help them to understand what's going on, and that it's just a place where. The Survivor Day is a place where you don't have to feel embarrassed or ashamed or any kind of stigma because everyone is there for the same reason that you are. They've lost someone that they love. I would say that the most, like, you say men don't usually participate. I think they choose to hide behind the bottle or something else and just kind of try to just escape and then not wanting to deal with it, you know, when they really should just face it and deal with it. They hide behind other things instead, I would. Right, yep. That, that can happen. That definitely happens. Uh, you know, some people turn to alcohol. Some people can become workaholics. Uh, any, any type of other uh, addiction uh, they can turn to to keep their minds off of it. What I wish that they could understand is that uh, at some point, it's going to, the chickens come home to roost. You know what I mean? It, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to have to deal with it. It, it can come out physically in your body and make you ill. Um, and with depression and like that, and like with and like you said with alcohol, uh, alcohol itself is a depressant. So while you might think that it's getting your mind off the uh, subject, you're actually uh, using a depressant, which is not helping the situation either. So Paul, what do you think we could do as a society to like? Um, I don't want to say fool the males of coming in for the suicide thing, but uh, like what what kind of Try to think of what um, what do you think we could use as a tool so they won't be embarrassed or feel less um, type of thing? Like, what do you think we could 
promote out there to well, make it aware that you know guys are not going in. It's it's mostly women. Well, on a, I, a music I lost. Oh, so I'm sorry. I was no, no, no. I just say, I lost the last part of his comment there. Oh, well, I was thinking on a music standpoint. I way back when I was younger, um, there were kids that were into uh, um, straight edge, straight edge music, which is no drugs, no alcohol, no nothing like that. And it was kind of a little scene that was going on. In fact, they would like uh, write X's on the backs of the hands, and you know, kind of just do. There was aggressive music, but they weren't doing any drugs or anything like that. They were totally against that. So that was something that was going on back then. It's probably still going on now, but that's one of the things I've seen. And one thing that going along the Tim's question, uh, something that could help that promote is probably just the people that are real, real close to to the person that's going through that just because when people are doing the doing drugs and alcohol uh, some people actually do keep it a secret and not not like the public or uh, distant friends they don't know about it so the people that are real close they'll get to see how it is with them day to day and if they if they are taking drugs and alcohol then they'll see it so with uh, going on Tim's question maybe just the the real, real close relatives and friends, if they see something, you know, something like speak out and talk to them and just kind of be open about it and help them out a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a, a huge part of it, of, of recognizing the signs in somebody and having the courage to speak up and ask them. You can ask them flat out, are, are you thinking about um, suicide? You know, it's not a bad thing to use that word. Um, matter of fact, they might find it a kind of a relief that somebody actually said it, you know. And I, it's interesting, Paul, that you said about music because a lot of people do use music as a healing uh, factor oh, uh, in, their, in their self-care. You know, it really helps a lot. I mean, look at look at uh, Chester. He used his music as a healing uh, force for himself, you know. And I think, Tim, that's one of the things that, that uh, celebrities can do is to be honest, too about their situation, like, like Chester did. He was honest about the sexual abuse in his past. And, uh, and really that, you know, for a lot of men, that's a very shameful thing. And that's a very strong thing that he did to speak up and to use his music, uh, you know, to, to help himself heal with that. And, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's unfortunate that he, I don't know if it was a situation where he felt he had to continue tapping into that to be able to be creative, because that's almost like a cliche that the tortured artist, you know. Yeah. Um, but it would have been uh, would have been nice to see. Uh, I'm sure he was doing therapy and stuff like that. Other other than that, I really don't know. Maybe Paul, you do, being a music fan. But uh, you know, it would have been nice to be able to see him. Um, deal with that. I know that he did his drugs and addiction too, so maybe that was part of his process of dealing with it as well, and then he went off of that. And um, yeah, it can be difficult. You need a lot of support. When you're not using things to deaden the pain, you need a lot of support from uh, you know therapists or counselors and friends to help uh, to understand, you know, to be understanding. Um, and to, to help love you through it, you know, to, to not judge you. Um, yeah. And with, with, with that that you mentioned, there's another question also from a, from a listener. So many songs that got me through the years. You, question mark? Um, yeah, you know, um, Suicide is not my only uh, 
brush with death. I lost my brother to a motor vehicle accident when he was 16. I was 20. And, uh, you know, I've always been a music fan. And uh, Ozzy Osbourne's song, Goodbye to Romance, was one during that time of my life that that really helped me. And uh, I really like Queen's uh, Love of My Life. Are you familiar with that one? Queen, I know Queen. Maybe if I heard the song, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll Play remember. It. Yeah. Let's hear it. Play it. Yeah. <laughs> He's always the good one to find. The lyrics are like, love. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll repeat them for you. I won't sing them for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the mic. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, no, I, I like I like uh, thoughtful songs like that that talk about uh, the, the the pain of uh, losing a loved one because, you know, it uh, you know it helps you get through that that tough time, and um, yeah, pe- people people use a lot of different kinds of songs, even upbeat songs like uh, for the Survivor Day. I wanted to uh, I've been trying to get some live singing in there. Uh, I want them to sing a song called "Brave" by Sarah Belial, I believe is her name. Uh, the songs about I want to see you be brave, which I think is a nice sentiment because it does take a lot of bravery uh, to, to speak up and speak out. Um, and with that stigma about the men, I think that's especially true in our in our military and our military men uh, definitely see it as a sign of weakness um, to, to share their to share their feelings. And thankfully, though, the military is becoming more aware of that and trying to get more help to their uh, to their veterans. And another question: Does he help music artists? So I guess they're, they're, that one is a direct question to you, Paul. Does he help music artists? Do I help music artists? I don't. Um, I don't know if I quite understand with that. I don't really know any. Uh, Maybe they're uh, asking if you have any in your group that you are helping, that you lead. Oh, 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 oh. Um, or maybe just because. One... Or maybe just because we put um, Chester in. The, the rock pod and the questionnaire all together. Maybe they thought that he's he deals with the music artists or something. Oh, maybe I don't know. Like I say, some people uh, there is a person in the support group who sings in a uh, in a chorus, and they recently did a a, a tour over in Sweden and sang uh, uh, sang their songs over there with with the church group and stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, people do use it as a healing force in their lives. So I, I guess in that respect, I do work with people who use music in their own healing journey. Um, so I kind of have a question for you where kind of dealing with the whole Chester and everybody else that we've talked about that also has committed suicide on the um, celebrity front. So I know a lot of times when celebrities commit suicide, it causes other people to, it's almost like a chain reaction that other people almost look at that as like, it's okay to do that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, whether, whether a person is famous or not, uh, there definitely is a contagion that takes place. Yeah. Uh, that that can take place. And, uh, you know, some of that can be due, uh, is do if they knew the person personally and it sends them into a depression uh, that they can't deal with and uh, or I'm sorry I lost my train of thought. Maybe I'll continue it on if you if you remember. 
so yeah, yeah just gonna have to edit edit that out we're <laughs> <laughs> live live uh chester so chester yeah he left uh six children and, and a wife and yeah. a lot of people didn't really know that he had six children so that that, that was pretty shocking yeah um, that, that's that's another kind of phenomenon that, that uh well i don't know if it, phenomenon is the right word but uh people often say well uh you know, they were a coward, or weren't they thinking of their family, or things like that? And um, you know, I can speak from experience that when you when you're depressed, you can get yourself into a point where you think that you're really dragging your family down, and that uh, they would be better off without you. You know what I mean? And uh, that's part of the thing that I like to do too, is to help people see that you know your family needs you. Don't ever think that you're being a burden to them. Um, or troubling them in any way, but but that they're concerned for you, you know, that, that they would much rather have you around than uh, than the alternative. Yeah, and you're probably not in the right frame of mind anyways to even, you probably don't even process the children part when you're in that deep. Right. Hey, uh, Tim, do you share that, uh, you shared something with me a little earlier today about the, the bridge. Was it the Brooklyn Bridge? Oh, it was Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it's the it's the number one. Um, so the bridge fascinates me, um, but it's got kind of the the negative with it. Um, the Golden Gate Bridge is is the number one spot for suicides in the world, and uh, I don't remember the the total number, but there is a lot of people who do jump from the bridge. Um, it, there's so many that they actually have a boat that comes and scoops you up, pretty much. So. Um, that's kind of, uh, kind of a creepy negative factor about, about one of my favorite bridges, unfortunately. Yeah. Right, right. Well, um, well, what interested me was what you said about, um, what the people think. A lot of the people that uh -huh. have survived, what are they thinking when? Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's only been like 12 out of thousands of people who died off that bridge. Um, and all of them, they're all 12 of them said that when they actually do the act, and um, this is probably a little different than other suicides because obviously sometimes you have time to think, sometimes you don't. <laughs> but the ones who can think and how, whatever, which way they choose, um, they all regret. They all, it's like a life, their whole entire life flashes and they say it's the worst mistake of their life and they should have never thought it was okay or, or gone in that deep to actually get the the will to actually do whatever they're going to do. And with and with you saying that, you know, you, you don't know, or people don't know from the outside what depression does to a person, and you can't actually think how it is. You can't, you can't feel how it is. You, you can't describe it. It's just how a person feels, and when when a person's feeling like that, you know, like you said, maybe maybe they they do regret it afterwards, but it's just when they're in that state, we don't know what 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 can be done. Yeah, no, all twelve of them did come out and say though it was the worst decision, and and it's nothing is that bad in life. This is what they said. This is not my comments. They said that is nothing that bad in life to take your own life, but at the time before you actually commit the act, it feels that way. But when they're actually committing the act. And really not knowing, like, per se, the Golden Gate Bridge where they're jumping, the water's coming quick, you know, 
that's what runs through their minds as they've done it, that it's the worst mistake of their lives that they've ever chose to do. I, um, so, uh, I was just looking something up. I know that this existed, and I wanted to make sure, so I looked it up. There was a documentary from 2006, and it's called The Bridge. Yep. It documents these suicides and stories and stuff like that. I've seen it. <laughs> You've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I know I've heard of it, and I was trying to think of the name of it. Yeah, it's actually a documentary film. Yeah, there's right. a, lot of, a lot of stuff on the Golden Gate Bridge and uh, the suicides. Like I said, it's the number one spot in the world. Right. Well, the uh, the thing that uh, interested me in, in, in that is that uh, how the people immediately have to jump and say, you know, oh, man, what have I done? Um, and, and that's the thing um, that most people will tell you uh, that have survived is that they they don't want to die, per se. They just want to have the uh, emotional distress and the darkness and the depression and the it, it really is like an internal torment. They just want it to stop. You know, if they believe that they're looking at living the rest of their lives like this, um, I, I mean, I, I can tell you personal experience. It's, it's very draining, extremely draining mentally, emotionally, physically. Uh, and you just say to yourself, oh, man, I, I can't go on like this the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Fortunately, I had a, I had a pretty good uh, support system around me with my wife and my family. And also, I, I was trying to be honest with myself, that trying to listen to what they were saying about how I was doing rather than h how I would say, oh, no, I can beat this myself. You know, I'm not. I'm not weak or anything like that. I can I can beat this on my own. And they're like, no, I mean, you think you're doing you think you're doing better now, but you're not, you know. So I had to honestly look at that and take an outside outside perception uh, to be able to go and get help and get on medication and and uh, see a counselor and stuff like that. I think part of what is difficult when you're in that situation is your own voices are so much louder than the people who tell you, hey, you can get help. Hey, there are people who are here to support you. But you don't, you, it's almost like you hear it, but you don't process. You don't actually listen and you don't act on it because in your mind, you're like, no, that, that can't possibly be true. Or you just choose to ignore that because you're so far in. It makes it, it, makes it difficult to have that, I'm trying to think of what I want to say, that makes it difficult to have like a um, genuine connection with somebody because you feel like you can't, they don't make sense. You're like, why would they say this to me? Because they don't really know how I'm feeling. They think they know, and they think it's as simple as saying this, but how, why am I still suffering then? And so it makes it difficult to connect with people. Uh, I think you're exactly right. Um, but I, in my in my particular case, uh, with my wife, she knew me beforehand, and we've known we've been married for 23 years. And uh, you know, I, I I knew that her perception of what was going on was pretty good. And she's also been a an EMT for a good deal of her life, so she's seen a lot of. Uh, she's gone to a lot of calls where people have died uh, by suicide, and um, so she kind of had known the the signs and stuff like that. So I kind of was able to. I don't know if you call it step outside of myself, but uh, to be able to take someone else's advice and uh, try to look at it objectively. Because I, 
you're right. It's very hard to do when uh, when somebody's saying that stuff to you, but you're locked into this uh, depression. It's very hard to listen, and uh, you know. But that's that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Is your wife part of the the group that you're in? Uh, yeah, my wife and my kids uh, all help with the uh, the Survivor Day to put on the Survivor Day. You know, uh, make little uh, giveaways for the people that come in. Uh, they help put on uh, the uh, the food and drink portion of it, and uh, they're just very supportive all all along the way. Help to put together all the all the paperwork and all the different things that we pass out. So uh, yeah, they're, they're very involved in it, and I'm very I'm proud of the kids for doing that too because honestly. Uh, they see a lot of it in their high school because um, kids younger and younger are taking their own lives these days too. There was this uh, Netflix um, movie, I forget the name of it, but me and my wife we went through the whole the whole the whole um, series of it in uh, probably like three days, like two weeks ago. I can't believe I forgot the name, but it's actually the the, the female she she actually uh, commits suicide and. And what she goes through, she describes everything in an, sort of like an audio book. And um, everybody that's of, had, had an impact on her before she did it, it's, um, it's kind of like uh, they, they knew the signs, but they didn't know the signs. So that, that, that's one of the, that's a real good movie. And uh, let me see if I can look it up right now. But it is on Netflix, and that one does, does cover um, suicide as well. Yeah, you're referring to the, uh, I think it's called 13 Reasons Why. 13, yes, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it myself. Uh, I was kind of hesitant to watch it. I kind of was, uh, I was looking at some of the articles through uh, the news and AFSP and stuff like that, and uh, it was. they said it wasn't necessarily the best way uh, to present a positive message of suicide. Because there is a, a you know a, a positive way to to say things and to present things, and uh, that most people just aren't aware of. You know, like many times, and, and I've even said it myself when we say commit suicide, uh, it kind of is the connotation of uh, you know committing a sin or, or like that. But what really, if it's a mental illness, it's not something that you commit. It's something that you have. So we kind of have to change the way we think of these things as well and we can probably knock out these two two questions they kind of they kind of come hand in hand who is this paul and does he help people so with that you've already explained a lot and what you do and with part of this group that you're going through or with and i think after this i'm going to see if i could there's see if i could find something if people do that here in albuquerque so i've never really looked into it and i've never really I guess had the reason right. to look into it, but it would probably be good to to look into that, see if there is something here like that here in Albuquerque. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Brian, because um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention actually has a chapter in every state. Um, as of, I think, two years ago, we uh, finally got in, uh, in every state. So uh, you can go to AFSP.org and find out where in your state um, that they're based out of. And also, I know that there's there's hundreds of uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness or uh, NAMIs uh, throughout the United States, and they have a helpline. Um, AFSP doesn't have a helpline, but NAMI has a helpline, and that is uh, it's not a suicide prevention line, 
but it is a free service that uh, provides information and referrals and support to people who have a mental health condition, um, but not only them, but also their families and caregivers and uh, mental health providers as well. Um, and then, of course, there is the uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, uh, which is 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, that's a 24-7 hotline, and the NAMI helpline is uh, has certain hours that they keep. I don't know off the top of my head what they are, but uh, yeah, those are a couple of resources that people can use uh, to look for in their in their own state if they're looking for help. And uh, you'll also find on the uh, NAMI webpages uh, a list of the support groups that might be in your area that are specific to suicide loss that you can go to. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Of, that's that's a lot of uh, what would you call it? Or, organizations? Is that what you would call them? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot. That's pretty. And if people didn't know, there's there's a lot of help out there. Uh, there's two more questions here. One more. Have you seen them in concert? So I think they're referring to Lincoln Park. And I guess I can start with that. Um, uh, yeah, I've well, seen them. I've seen them once. I I have not seen them. No. I've seen them a long, long time ago. A long. Uh, no, time I, ago. I've I've never seen them. I'm I'm not. Uh, I've never been a fan. But uh, you know, I am a I'm I'm a fan of what Chester was trying to do when he was being honest with his uh, with his past and his sexual abuse and his uh, alcohol abuse. Because uh, that that takes a lot of uh, that takes a lot of strength, and I uh, I respect him for that. Yeah, you can respect him without being a fan. So then, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. So the last question: Do you think there will be a Lincoln Park anymore? That's a tough question. Mm. Um, I honestly must say I could see that going either way. So you kind okay. So I'm thinking you kind of can see there being a Lincoln Park with a new singer, obviously. Um. But I don't think it's going to do as well. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Linking Park, obviously, because you kind of can't <laughs> rebound from this, um, especially when it's it's not like your drummer who is gone. It's it's your actual. I, I don't know. It's, that's a tough question. It's the most known sound of the band. Yeah, it's that's the it's the voice. It's the the vocals. Yeah. It's I don't know. Like I don't know. I, I want to say though I don't think I don't think Lincoln Park will be gone. I just don't think it's going to be the Lincoln Park anymore. Like it's not the Lincoln Park we know and we've seen. Yeah, they may even change the name because I mean they've already changed the name once. I would I would say that they're going to start doing maybe side projects or whatever other band members from different bands yep. that they know they might join their band or you know what I mean tour with them do certain tours or whatnot. But I just I don't know gonna... if the others want to give it all up. Do you think it'll yeah, come down to like, um, like his share, his his share of Lincoln Park? You think the the family will get into it, and it'll all come down to that? Uh that's tough to say. I mean, it. I think it depends on whether or not the band want to continue and how they wish to proceed. Because if get, they oh, go, no, sorry. go ahead. Oh, then you get into the legal aspects of it and all that kind of stuff, which you know could go either way, really. I mean, you can't. It's it's tough because you can't replace anybody. So, no. And it, if they think that they want to continue, but his wife says no, or anybody else really that start to kind of show that they're really against it, it 
it might cause a little bit of a ruckus, but I think, honestly, I think people are just still in shock about it. I personally, myself, I am. I was listening to some of their older stuff on my way home today, and I was like, I have never lived in a world without hearing Linkin Park. And it's tough to imagine. It's like almost unbelievable that this actually really happened. Well, speaking about that, I think the biggest impact was when uh, Kurt Cobain committed suicide. And that was that was huge. That changed a lot of things. I I remember I was getting into them and this and that. And the scene was getting big. Grunge was huge. And this like this and that. And once that happened, it didn't stop that scene, but it definitely changed it. You know, it changed it. And all those bands went on. But things were different, you know. It wasn't it wasn't like this tight knit thing. It was just it was just different. So, yeah. This is kind of like the same thing. I know I know Lincoln Park when they came out, all those bands that were like with them, like Corn and Limp Bizkit and all that kind of stuff. That was all on the rise and whatnot in 2001. It was it was huge. It was huge when it hit. So this is uh this is definitely like one of those type of situations. And I think with with everybody out there, uh, listeners and everybody in general, you gotta. Even it, it's less than a week, but you still got to think about it. Then it really hits you. If you're just going about your day, it doesn't really uh, like like that. That's how it is for me through today, going through work, all that. It's it's just like a normal day, just trying to get through work. But once you start thinking about it and thinking about the reasons why and and why and what and all that, it it it, it gets to you and you you start thinking about other things as well. Well, I think ultimately it's going to rest with the with the band members themselves. You know. Um... You guys all make uh, valid points on that. You know, can you think of iconic bands like, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin or the Beatles having somebody to replace them? You know, uh, if one of them had passed on, um, not really. But then other bands like ACDC have had, you know, success with it. Uh, I think ultimately it, it'll it'll rest with the band. Like I know that uh, they've canceled their uh, tour. I believe that's going to be coming up, right? Oh yeah. Yep. But I think ultimately they'll return to the fact that, uh, you know, music for them, for them will be a healing thing and they'll want to continue on with it. Whether that is in the form of Linkin Park or not, will uh, I'm sure that they'll have many, many uh, discussions about that. No. <laughs> He's like, nope, not no. really. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that was that's all the questions. But just to, just to kind of recap, um, just uh, Paul part of an organization, uh, Suicide Prevention, helping people. He's a uh, part of the group that does help people, and there are people to talk talk to. Um, what else was there? Signs to if, uh, the family members, friends that are close. Um, those are the ones to see the to see the signs first, and sometimes it's a secret, sometimes it's not. Uh, it's just it can happen to anybody. So is there anything else that you wanted to uh, mention, Paul? Uh, yeah, just to say again that uh, if people want to look up, um, you know, how they can help and what they can do, they can go to AFSP.org. Um, and there's also, AFSP has um, another webpage, SurvivorDay.org. And that's a place where people can go and watch all the documentaries that they've had over the last several years um, that they've made with survivors of suicide loss. You know, there are there's all different uh, topics about it. People that are, you know, been 10 years out, 15 years out, and they're healing. 
you know, that kind of shows people that, um, hey, you know, you never really get over this thing, but you can uh, learn to live with it, you know, with, with a loss. So, no, I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to be able to speak. I hope that uh, we've uh, covered something that helps someone out there, you know. Yeah, and this wasn't really uh, well. The rock pod is usually uh, tech, gaming, photography, movies, and all that. But this is something that 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 really um, we really wanted to to talk about. And thanks uh, again for Paul Anderson for uh, knowing knowing you, so you could come on and give the listeners a little insight and just um, insight and info on on what's going on and what what can be done. Good job, sure, many times. Hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, any more questions from from you guys, Tim, Jill, Paul? No, I don't got any more questions for Paul. Um, Paul pretty much has summed it all up. Uh, I just sat back and listened and learned a lot about different stuff. And yeah, I actually learned today. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Thanks, so, Paul. You're welcome. Thank you, man. Thank Usually you. Usually, people kill my IQ. You actually may have bumped it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we should hang around more. <laughs> you don't live that far from here. <laughs> That's right. You're from the East Coast as well, Paul. Yeah, I live in Ken- I live in Kensington. Yeah, Kensington, New Hampshire, which is right by Exeter, which is uh, where you live, right, Tim? Yep. Yep. And you guys can go go to the beach and. Oh, what the heck? Where did this come from? You'd have his banana hammock on. <laughs> a little picnic basket. <laughs> yeah. Get merrily down the lane. Right, jar of pickles, Have some champagne on the beach, Ooh. little blanket. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you have you guys ever heard the um, the the a song from the latest album, Lincoln Park, uh, One More Light? No, you guys I have haven't. Not. You haven't heard it. Well, that the, they they made that song for um, what was his name, Tim? Chester. No, the other guy, the one that um, his Chris friend. Cornell. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. So that was that was for him. So. Um, Thanks for coming on, Paul. It was good to have you. Good information. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. Look forward to having Paul. All right. <laughs> talk to you later. All right. Good job. Stay, stay hang. Hold on. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.
stronger, quicker Who cares if one more light goes out Well, I do The reminders pull the floor from your One more chair than you need Oh, and you're angry And you should be It's not fair Just cause you can't see it Doesn't mean it isn't goes out in the sky of a million stars it flickers flickers who cares when someone's time runs out if a moment is all we are or quicker quicker who cares if one more light goes out well I do Time runs out If a moment is all we are Or quicker, quicker Who cares if one more light goes out